Hey, what, what are you doing here? Wait, what, what am I doing here? Uh, oh, it, it's part three of Annalisa's Revenge. That's, that's why we're here. Uh, uh, well, enjoy. You've gone through the portal and now you're on the stage. A red haze fills the air and there's a smell of sulfur and decay coming from everywhere. A musty, moldy, black-purple curtain spans the entire width of the room behind you. The scuffed wood under your feet is painted with a mural that depicts demons and cultists bowing in subservient posture around the trapdoor in the center. The lid of the trapdoor depicts the party members dressed in heretical robes and sinister crowns. Each of you in the portrait has their eyes painted like goat eyes. Looking out into the house, you see 80 humanoid theater patrons, dressed in various formal attire, sitting among the seats, not moving, their mouths sewn shut, expressions of awe and disgust on their twisted faces. Ew. So they're alive, but their mouths sewn shut. They're not moving. Do you want to go up to one and make a medicine check? Yeah, I want to go investigate. No, Pamela! Do not approach this. Uh, we found, uh, see, one, two, three, uh, I don't know, uh, a few dozen? How much do you think that'll get us uh, out of the 200, huh? I don't know, but, like, I want to know if they're alive. Uh, I'd say close enough. Close enough to being alive? I mean, 280, it's roughly the same, depending on your perspective. Shouldn't we unsew or unstitch one and see if they can help us? Uh, help us what? I don't know. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, maybe they know where the rest of them are. Pam looks at the crowd. Does anyone know what's going on? You see 160 eyes staring back at you. Give or take. Wait, wait! I thought there was 80. <laughs> 80 people. About 160 eyes. Oh. Most of them have both eyes. Some of them have three. Okay. So n none of them are winking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of my three of you are winking. <laughs> I would like to do, would you say medicine check? Yes, please. Six. Are you up on somebody in, in particular, one person, like right in the front your row? Front and center. This this uh, female person, she's all dressed and you can tell she came for a night out. She is sitting there, unmoving, unblinking, maybe alive. Breathing? Yes. Guys, they are breathing. I can tell that much. Were, were we supposed to find them alive? Was that part of it? I uh, do not think the uh, constable uh, specified, huh? All right, well, let's start uh, uh, stick them in a portal. <laughs> I mean, we are pretty small boots. You, you are big and strong, huh? This is probably going to take a while. Um... Well, uh, we, we got time, huh? and the show is canceled. Okay, I guess we can try. So, uh, Booch will walk up to where Pam was. Can I uh, kind of look a little bit closer to see what I think might be going on with them? As far as, like, if I can tell that they're breathing or if there's any sort of signs of life. Give me a medicine or a nature check. Uh, thankfully, Booch has a plus seven to medicine, so... A total of 10. <laughs> Thankfully? Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been real bad. So you're, you're looking... Are you looking at the same person that Pam looked yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come up right to where Pam was. Or Pam is. 
you could tell the same thing. This person's not moving, but if you look into her eyes, you could tell there there's somebody there and she's very scared, but unable to move or anything like that. Can I do some sort of check? Um, because I know charm spells and things to know if they're charmed, like under a spell. Um, give me an arcana check. 18. Eight, with an 18, you can tell this feels like a whole person, but it's different. It's a sit-and-shut-up person spell. <laughs> Guys, I think they're under some sort of spell. I, I don't know how to break spells like this. Uh, try smacking them around a little bit. You try it with your whips. Uh, these whips, uh... <laughs> the damage could be quite severe with my whips. I am quite specialized in the use of them. Just uh, give one a backhand a bit. I'll walk down to the, the very end of the first row. Walk up, sort of take the person's hand, slap it on the back a little bit, smack them on the face. You try and take their hand and like move the hand. The hand does not move. They are stuck in that position. If you smack them on the face, the whole body rocks a little bit and goes back to where it was. Okay, so it's like they're frozen type of thing. Yes. The whole body is... Okay. Well, maybe might be easier if we can get them to walk on their own. And right now, I push... Can I push the body over onto the floor? If you want to, give me a strength check. All right. Five. Fortunately, you picked a very frail old lady, and you push her onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's it, going to be hard to move around. Let's, let's go look around, see if we can figure out. This is definitely a, a magic of sorts. When when she fell, you heard something crack also. You broke My her knee. hip! <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Booch, Nunda, and Pam give me a perception check. Fifteen? Eight. Nine. Nunda and Booch, you just see a bunch of people. Pam, you notice in the center of the front area is somebody that looks vaguely familiar. She has black pigtails, white face paint on. It looks a lot like the posters that you saw when you first came in. Guys, guys, don't you... Doesn't that kind of... This girl right there, doesn't that look like Annalise? From the posters. Let me let me get closer. I can't I can't tell. And I'll sort of walk down the aisle way where she's at. She is frozen in state just like everybody else. Yeah, I catch her. I thought so. I guess we have to find the person that's casting the spell. There's too many under right now. Well, is that, uh, is that uh, Annalise's pure, innocent, betrayed soul, or is it the empty, disgusting husk of the body? Huh? Which part is it? They look like husks to me. Yeah, I'd go husk. You know, this this poor old lady here, Nanda, give me a hand to get her back up into her chair. This can't be very comfortable. She'll be all right. I mean, <sighs> all right. Booch is going to try and... and lift her back up to put her back in her seat. Give me a strength. I'll just do the help action so you can... You get, adva- you get advantage, Booch, because he's helping you. Fortunately. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's good, because I rolled a 2 the first time around. The second one was a 19, uh, plus... Uh, so, 21. 
you easily get her back into her seat without breaking anything else. You know, I, I do have this rose, and I, I, I wonder if it might help with this, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it could work for everyone here. I think it might only be able to help one person. What's it do again? Well, it, it, it can sort of help with any magical effect that's sort of r restraining people, which could be what's going on here, but I think it will only work once and for one person. Sort of rub on my chin and I go, who will we choose? <laughs> well, I uh, think maybe we should uh, draw some short straws here, huh? We could just throw a dart into the crowd and no, whichever uh, one it... Maybe it's the poor little old lady that we broke. Uh, we can get her out of here and come back and see what's going on. I think we need to use it on Annalise, guys. I go, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I was hoping we would all come to the same conclusion. I don't believe that we have. Uh, we said that she is just an empty, disgusting husk, huh? The soul is gone um, or eaten or somewhere else. But Doesn't mean she couldn't help us or talk. I don't... No, once we cut her lips open. Ugh. Well, let's not jump to cutting lips. I, I... <laughs> ah, is that all saying? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Has stood the test of time. Many a folk have unfortunately cut lips and lived to regret it. <laughs> I like your thinking, Nunda. It was my idea, you freaking... Uh, Yes, yes. I like your thinking, Pam. Give her the rose. Or whatever. Well, cut her lips open first so she can't complain about it later. Okay, so Booch, Booch is going to try to um, activate this rose to break whatever's holding Annalise. Okay, and what are you going to do with the rose? Well, I was hoping, I was hoping you might tell me what I was supposed to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> You hold it out and say, will you accept this rose? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to cut the strings binding her lips together first? Or are you just going to uh, reanimate her? Yeah. I mean, if, if I think that I'd be able to be sort of delicate enough to, to do that without injuring her or accidentally cutting her, I would try that, I suppose. Because she might have some information for Why us. Why are we saying reanimate? This is scary. What are you using to do that? That's a great question. My rapier. Rapier is a stabby stabby, not a slashy slashy. Just the tip of it is just gonna like. And then it might accidentally poke her and do extra damn, extra d4 damage every time it's her turn. No, I have a dagger. You need a dagger. I, a dagger would probably be great. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a dagger. No, it doesn't look like it. I just have my. Um, I have a cleaver, but that, that I don't think this is. <laughs> The right job for it. <laughs> Stick your lips out real pouty like. <laughs> yeah, no, Boots doesn't have anything really small and and sharp. Uh, you you need you need something to do that, uh, Booch? Yeah, I I don't think this old fella here is gonna be the right tool for the task, as he kind of holds up his massive cleaver. Uh, this will work. I I pick my teeth with it sometimes. It's it's pretty skinny. It'll get in there. Okay, so he'll take the um, the dagger and try to very gently slice through a couple of these sutures. Give me a dex check. Thankfully, I'm a turtle, so... Yeah, what kind of fingers do you I'm have? very dexterous. <laughs> 16. Okay, you very deftly cut the strings tying her mouth shut. 
And then you take the rose and you look at it and you just caress her cheek with it, with the petals of the rose. The color, the black color drains out of the rose and into her and the rose becomes red. And then Elise takes a deep breath and is still again, but in a different way this time. She's not still like everybody else. There is a little more life to her, but as you've pointed out, she is still soulless. So she is just sitting in her chair still. I told you, uh, we could have saved okay, the lady. Okay, fine. We took out so much time figuring out how to open her lips. <laughs> And then for nothing! Pamela, you were the one complaining about wasting time, huh? This was like two seconds, man. Uh, Jacques. Much longer than for me to put my hat on, huh? Well, Jacques, <sighs> what, what would you suggest we do next? I already suggested we save the old lady, but uh, now I am out of ideas. <laughs> There's a door over here. Let's go that way. Is this place uh, big enough to hold another hundred people somewhere, though? Huh? Where could they be? Refreshments? Probably in a different portal. This is just probably one of many. You think the other uh, portal with my book in it, it leads to a different place entirely? Maybe. Who knows? Let's go find where your dressing room is in this plane of existence. I think that is a good idea, Pamela. Will this door lead that way? I can't remember. I think so? I, I walk straight down to the side entrance to the uh, the theater and push on that door. The door opens. Booch, Booch will follow. It's not locked like the other place. You walk out the side doors and you see the red carpet, but it's not as luxurious as it is on the other side of the portal. It's matted and covered with glass from the windows which are shattered all around and large chunks of meat everywhere dried spackles of blood smells of mold and decay and there's a hushed atmosphere peering out the shattered windows shows a stark red nothingness littered with hundreds of blinking bright goat eyes their horizontal slit pupils winking out randomly as they blink. Looking towards the front of the opera house in the lobby, there are several humanoids that stand perfectly still and upright every 10 feet where the posters had been on the other side of the portal. They stand staring straight out out of the broken windows. I'm going to walk up and examine some of the meat on the floor so I can determine what species or give me a medicine or nature check was this little side entrance in the real world blueprint which side entrance? the doors that you just came out yeah yes but it was locked right oh okay uh 22 so so far everything like looks basically identical as far as leo goes from what we remember seems like the same floor plan but everything is just nasty Right. Okay. It smells like you said sulfur and, and decay and must and mold. Nanda, you can tell from the skin that it's still on some of these meat parts that it is goat. There's chunks of goat. 
So I kneel down, I sort of touch it, sniff it. It's goat! Goat meat? Oh. I mean, in a, in a pinch, I suppose you could make it into jerky, but not the best. So these eyes that we see outside of the broken glass out into the... You, we see it out into the the sky kind of thing or on the ground? The city that you had seen on the other side of the portal is gone. There's There's nothing outside the opera house. It's just a red haze with all these blinking goat eyes all over the place. Are the goat eyes like down on the ground or are they floating up in the sky? There, it's all sky. There is no ground. So they guess they are floating in the sky. Okay, okay. I'm going to go look at these people over here and uh, the humanoids that were standing still. I'll go take a peek. Go up to the closest one. So that would be the one on the very left of the opera house. So that one, it, it's uh, a humanoid person standing there completely still, like the people in the theater, staring out the broken glass of the window. But you can see, sort of resembles the poster that had been there on the other side of the portal. Um, and then you look at all of them and they all kind of resemble what had been the poster in that place. Do they look like us? No. Okay, that was the main thing. The posters of the upcoming shows. Okay, okay. Ah, uh, they're kind of frozen like everyone else. You guys want to go check out the back rooms, or...? Let's go see that other portal that was in, uh, in the bedroom, in Jacques' room. Maybe there are more clues or more pages of the script. Pam, give me a perception check from where you're standing in the lobby near the concession box office. Thirteen. As you're walking by, you happen to look in the large front window, and you notice in the back corner where the pot-bellied stove was. Looks like a charred body. Uh, before we go, there's something in here. Is the door open if I go try to open it? Why don't you go try and open it? Well, that's what I meant. Like, if I try to open it? <laughs> yes. You can walk in. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a body. Ugh. And you see all along the floor where Booch had spilled popcorn, there's now burnt, charred teeth. Who said anything about Booch spilling popcorn? Well, I'm sorry. Did you eat it all off the floor? <laughs> his, his hands are a little bit, you know, turtly, so that that's fair. <laughs> Ugh. I... I don't recognize anything about this person, or... Just, she looks like another one of the patrons, dressed in her finest black dress, sitting cross-legged on the floor, and she looks like she was burnt. Ugh, okay. I don't have a good feeling about what's going on here. Those look like teeth on the floor. I think they are. Ugh, okay. Hey, hey, Jacques, there's a good chance there's another cowboy hat in here. Well, you do need one of your own, huh? Yeah, I think it would be great to have a pair. I try to open the door. The door opens. The door to the to the staff-only area. And you see the hallway goes forward for a few feet, turns to the north for a few feet, and then turns to the east. I'll follow follow the hallway down to where I know the uh, the hat room is. I think it's the first one we come to if I right. Recall correctly. The sign on the outside of that door says, Costume Closet. (laughs) 
just like in the other universe. And I'll uh, try to open that door. It opens. This room is lined with cross cuts of leathered humanoid skin dangling from clothes hangers. Hacked up body parts litter to the corners. In the center of the room where the dress mannequin had been, standing a naked flesh golem stitched together from the body parts of several humanoid patrons. A sign hanging around the golem's neck says, Alto wants you to make me pretty. <laughs> Ew. Is there is there a cowboy hat made of flesh? I will say yes, there is a cowboy hat made of flesh. Jackpot! <laughs> I come I over to I come over to hear what he's talking about. What what it, what'd you find? A portal? Well, it, 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 it don't come in here if you if you got a weak stomach. There's a lot of uh, flesh, uh, and and uh, it's sort of disgusting. But there, there's a uh, Alto was one of those demons in the play, right? Yeah, maybe this is his reality, kind of like Soprano in the other theater. Ugh. Yeah. Anybody want to play dress up? It looks like he's asking for it. And I point at the sign. Nanda, give me an investigation. Five. They look like skins. I'm I'm too happy with the cowboy hat to notice. Uh, let's let's keep looking for Jacques' room. Booch, what are you doing? Uh, so Booch didn't follow. He's he's still um. As he left the con, uh, concession stand with the teeth on the floor and the burned body, he's going to check out the next room, which in the other reality was the drink room. Is that door able to be opened? So looking at this room, the bever- it does say beverage room above it. Instead of a door, there's a man. Arms and legs stretched out, and it's slightly ajar, because on the other side of the portal you had left that door slightly ajar. The room reeks of booze and vomit. Okay. Um, and the man is is where exactly, sorry? Instead of the door. He is the door. Oh, he is the door. Okay. Does he look uh, alive? Does he react to me at all? He looks the same as all the other patrons in the theater. Frozen in place. Um, excuse me, sir, but um, did, did you have a bit too much to drink? Maybe it, it smells a bit funky in here can i see past him to see you know if there are any bottles uh that look unusual or out of the ordinary the door is slightly ajar so you can see a small sliver of the room but if you want to actually go in and look you're going to have to push him open okay i'll try to do that sort of gingerly i don't want to and he laughs because you tickled him no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to potentially hurt him or, or knock him over or something like that, like we did to the old lady. So he does swing his hand and foot connected to the doorway. And you do see a bottle that uh, is slightly different. It looks a little unusual. Okay, I'll, I'll come up closer to it and, and take a closer look. Is there anything on the label or... It doesn't actually say anything on the label, but if you want to give me an arcana check... That's more like it. Uh, 19. It definitely looks and feels like a potion. Yeah, so I'll, I will pick that up and take it with me. Well, um, I guess just 
Um, hang in there, buddy. And I'll leave that room and follow uh, follow the rest of the party where they went back through the hallway. What did you do with the rose? Did you keep the rose or did you like throw it on the ground after it changed? Yeah, I, I would hang on to it just in case there might be something else it needs to be used for. So it was alto, bass, soprano, and who was the other one? Tenor. I'm gonna I'm gonna look around in the room, up go walk up towards the uh, flesh golem, and just take a, a closer look at anything. See if I can see anything else or or get any kind of insight into uh, what what might be going on here. So you're asking to do another investigation check? I am closer up to the uh, <laughs> to the flesh golem. Thirteen. Are you inspecting the skins, looking at them? You can tell they've been recently cut from people and are still fresh to the touch. They look like they're cut in a way that they're like jackets or clothing. You could put them on. And you said this this room was just filled with these, right? Yes. I will do a quick estimated count. <laughs> How many 40. sets of jackets do we have here? <laughs> oh my goodness. 40. I think we're at 120. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll take one of them off and put it on the golem. I'll bite. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-oh. <laughs> he seems too excited about this. What does the skin that you put on the golem look like? So I'll go with a sort of an older woman, if I can find a skin of an older woman, and sort of slide, you know, the, the skin up around, get on a little stool and reach up and, and try to get... Now, is there a way to sort of cinch this in the back to get the skin to sort of come together? Or is it like a jacket you slide on and buttons? More of a jacket you slide on with the little buttons, the little keep hook and eye buttons. You can like hook it on there. Okay, so yeah, so uh, try to find an older woman. My thought process here is, if it does come to life, maybe if it has the attributes of whatever skin I'm putting on it, <laughs> be a little easier to kill. It does indeed come to life and starts hobbling around, pretending like it has a cane, and hobbles around the room a little bit and kind of looks at you expectantly, and just stands there. Hello. It waves and mouths and it, it mimes. Hello. Uh, is, is there some way you can assist me to where uh, the rest of the audience might be? It looks around and like kind of confused, like tilts its head to the side and shrugs its shoulders. Were you here to see the play? Nods enthusiastically. Were you murdered? It looks confused and shakes its head. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, and then mouths, I'm not dead. Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, follow me. And I walk out of the room into the hallway. It nods and it follows you. Shakily, because it's an old lady. Yeah, well, I just, she can keep up then. Because <laughs> I'm an old, old, old gnome. In good company, right? <laughs> hey, fellas, I, uh, I found a new friend. Uh... We'll call her Irma. Uh, what? You just found just found her? Well, she's a she. I I I, I put the flesh on her. Hey, 
and I point into the room. There's plenty to choose from, and and uh, here she is. Uh, said she was here to see the play, and now she's just hanging out. She is kind of hanging out. Things look a little loose. She doesn't uh, seem to realize that she's uh, just uh, flesh. She'll tap you on the shoulder, and she's like shaking her head, like putting her hands up, like, what are you talking about? No, settle down, Irma. It's all right. You're, you're going to be fine if you hang with us. We're, we're going to take you back. Uh, uh, we're from a different place. Uh, 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 we're going to take you through a portal and help you out. She just looks at you confused. Nunda sounds like George W. Bush. <laughs> Occasionally. I'm going to help you out. Uh, it's sort of supposed to be, well. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Keep going with it. <laughs> I think it's funny. Come on, Irma. Nice sort of take her hand and walk down towards uh, Jacques' room's door. The door for that. No, see if it's open. I'll reluctantly follow. Uh, any portals? Eh? Nanda, open the door here. No, there you go. And I sort of, are, are you up there with me, Pam? Yeah, yep. I'll, I'll sort of open the door and stand there with Irma. Let you go in if you want. The door to this room has Alto, A-L-T-O, scratched deeply into the wood. It is no longer Jacques' room. You walk in, the large mirror covering the western wall has Alto is beautiful, scrawled all over it in red. A stack of posters lies in one corner showing a red-faced demon with large curling horns and an even larger grin. They are signed, To My Greatest Fan, Sincerely, Alto. Wow. He's got pictures of himself, and uh, apparently... They're very personalized. Greatest fan. Uh, where was this portal last time? Was it was it in here or in the toilet? It was the toilet, right? The southern wall that has the door in it to the toilet is also plastered with a extremely large mural of Alto. Alright. I'll keep walking back. Uh, Jacques, it, it looks like your room kind of got, you know taken over by this fella here. I uh, think mine was decorated a little more nicely, huh? I would have to agree with you, buddy. I'm not really digging the vibe. I have to say I am uh, very uh, relieved to not see a demonized uh, Skip Skernicus, huh? I was thinking that. <laughs> uh, let me look for this portal back here. So I'll, I'll go toward the back. You open the door to the privy, and where the toilet had been, there is now a swirling black and gray portal. Five foot in diameter, about 40 foot long, and it smells of roasted cinnamon and butter. Ooh, guys, it sounds like... It sounds like... <laughs> oh, guys, it smells like apple pie back here. Should we jump in this one? It's here. I'm going to walk back and sort of look into it again, like I've done with the other portals. Does it look, does the portal look the same? Every one of these have the same swirling type of motion, the same colors and everything. Yep. And they smelled last time like sulfur and decay, and then this time now it's like sweet and sugary. It smells like apple pie! Apple pie! Was there apple pie in the r room we were in before? There were several different pies in the green room. The next room over. Funny. I don't even want to see what my snack is in this universe, honestly. It's going to be a cake full of spiders or something. Going to 
take a guess and say that each of these portals leads us to another plane for each of the demons. This one's Altos. The others was, uh... Soprano. Yes. So, are we going to go to tenor or bass? I don't know. Which one would, like, smell like cinnamon? Hmm. I don't know. I, I would assume each one of these planes has some piece of information that we would need. So, we should wait to go to the cinnamon plane? Let's see what kind of pie they have in the green room. You know, Nunda, sometimes you say the smartest things. I don't know, guys. I... Well, you can never go wrong with pie. Well, is there more script or something? I don't know. Could be. We know where the last one was in the, fi- in the pooper at the end. Okay. <sighs> I don't know that I'll go in. Come on, Irma. Booch, Booch will go down to the pooper and take a look. I don't know, Pam is going to be very, like, will not go within five feet of Irma. So Boochnunda and Irma are going to go down to the the pooper one if you guys want to look in the green room. Uh, So that was the male and female dressing room, so you're going to have to be a little more specific about which door you're going to, because they both do have, technically, poopers in them. True. Ah. Yeah, so Booch Booch feels a little bit um, uncomfortable going into the females, so he'll start with the males. Okay, the male is on your right. So he'll try to open the door on the right into the male's uh, pooper. And I presume it's a pier as well. Or, or dressing room, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, carved into the door as you open it says, Combatant number one, witch. You open the door and you suddenly you hear a ticking sound. The room is full of mirrors, chairs, a wastebasket, and counters, same as on the other side of the portal. There's a noble woman dressed in a gaudy witch's outfit. She has a pointy hat, striped socks, and a fake nose on her, with a bizarre, otherworldly metal contraption wrapped around her hand. Uh, Can we roll initiative, please? Twelve. Ten for Nanda. Eleven for Booch. Six for Pam. 18 for Irma. <laughs> you said it was named combatant number one? Combatant number one. Irma's going in swinging. What's Irma going to do? So there's this, describe it to me again. There's this thing on her hand. Yes, this uh, witch, in quotes, with her pointy hat, striped socks, fake nose, and a bizarre otherworldly metal contraption wrapped around her hand. She stands in the center of the room. Irma, go help her take that off her hand. Okay, so what's Irma doing then? Oh, do I control Irma? Yeah, or you, I, okay. you have control of yeah, Irma. Yeah, then Irma, Irma will go in and try to get that contraption off of the witch's hand, of course. Okay, so Irma pulls on it, and it doesn't come off, and blood starts to drip from the witch's hand. What's the witch doing at this? She's frozen in place okay pull harder (laughs) it's still not coming off and more blood is starting to flow Jacques Uh, well uh, if Irma can't get it off then I certainly will not be able to do it so uh, I guess I'll check out uh, the uh, 
It's a female one, the dressing room, huh? On the outside of that door, it says combatant number two, wizard. You open the door, the ticking sound gets a little louder. This room is uh, looks the same as the one on the other side of the portal, same as the female's dressing room. Although there is a noble man dressed in a goofy wizard's outfit, a pointy hat, long robes, and a fake beard with that same bizarre otherworldly metal contraption wrapped around his hand. He is also frozen. Hey, uh, there's another one in here, uh, but uh, I think this one has a name tag. It says Falzaren. <laughs> <laughs> looks a little goofy, though. I think he looks quite handsome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess that's kind of, uh, that's all I'm going to do. Ooch. Could I... So I see that uh, Irma went up to try and remove this thing on the witch's hand and wasn't able to and, and seemed to maybe cause some damage. I'd like to approach and take a closer look, see if I can glean any sort of information about what, what this thing is that's wrapped around the hand. Okay, give me an investigation. Uh, 13. You can tell it is rusty and bulky, and it feels cursed. If you're looking at it closely, you're trying to look in between the glove and her hand, you see there are little hooks that go into her arm all the way around. Okay. On the palm of it is a little button. This uh, Is this ticking just kind of like all around, or is it sound like it's coming from a specific location it's coming from both of the gloves you need a dagger <laughs> just press it well i i think that my cleaver might actually be the easier solution to this problem <laughs> oh no oh no get irma a nude hand <laughs> Oh boy, I don't know. I guess, yeah, Booch will also try to, to get it off, um, but knowing what he knows about there being little little hooks, he'll he'll try to be a bit more um, ginger and, and try to, you know, unattach the hooks from from this this witch's skin before he pulls, if he's able to do that at all. Give me a dex check. Like a, what would that be? Slide a hand? Yeah, slide a hand, that works. Uh, 12. You are working on this hook. It just, it with all the blood that's flowing from each one of these hooks, your fingers keep slipping off of it. <sighs> You're not able to get the hook out of her skin. Uh, uh, friends, I think these, these gloves have little kind of like barbs inside them, you know, like a like a fishing hook that's grabbing on and won't let them off. There's also a button here, but I've learned not to just push buttons if you don't know what they do. <laughs> Nanda, what are you doing? So I think I'll walk into the room, the, the door that Jacques opened, and look at, examine the box on the hand of the wizard. Uh, the the Falzerin wizard. Okay. 
can I tell if this if this is a purely mechanical or is it got some kind of magical properties? Can I do like an arcana check? Yeah, or give something? me an arcana check. <laughs> That's a seven. You can't really tell. Um, is there a button on this one too? Yes. I'll push it. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> Describe it in detail. What happens? Where is the hand pointing? Where are you standing? Okay. So I take the, as I'm looking at the box, I take the hand, I sort of flip it over so the palm, you know, is up facing towards me. So the, the index finger is facing towards me. I'm in front of it. And I sort of check the button. Uh, and then I sort of fold the hand over a little bit so the fingers are all pointing upwards. And then I hit the button. Can you make me a dexterity saving throw, please? And uh, Jock, are you standing behind Nunda? I mean, yeah, I'm not in the room, but... But you're sort of in line of fire, would we say? Uh, yeah, I would be at the threshold of the door. You give me a deck save, too, please. Nunda gets a 19. Um, 15. You both managed to just get out of the way as a 50-foot blast of fire blasts out of this glove. It's a fire button. See, Booch, <laughs> the way you learn things is by doing. Pam, where were you standing when that happened? I'm in the hallway uh, outside of the costume room. Because they said they were going in to look at the food, and I was like, no. It stops just short of hitting you. Okay. <laughs> what was that? A button. Pam, it is your turn. Are, are we fighting them? They don't seem to be fighting yet. I'll move, um, I'll move so I'm closer to them. So, like, 25 feet down the hall. And then I'll just use my action to tell them, uh, look for the script in the garbage. Both the witch and the wizard turn to face each other. It's Irma's turn. Are they? They're in different rooms. They are right? in different rooms. That's freaky. Okay, so I see the wizard turn to face the south of the south wall of this room. Yes. And the witch turns north. What's Irma gonna do? I think Irma's just gonna stand there because I'm not. I, I can't see Irma. I'm not gonna direct Irma to do anything. So. Okay, Jacques. Uh, let's not hit that button again, huh? But look, they, they moved. It boots, you just move. Uh, yep. Seems that way. Well, look, we got uh, number one and number two. They want to fight, huh? Let's just let them fight. I'm going to scamper down further, further north down this hallway, which would kind of be towards, like, the back stage area. Just 20 feet. Out of the line of fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to dip out. Booch? Yeah, I think Booch will also back out of this room, having kind of heard and sensed. I suppose he's not far from the, the door to the entrance to this uh, room, so he probably would have seen the blast of fire go by. So he's, he's thinking maybe now's a good time to make his exit, and he'll... He'll follow Jacques down the hallway as well. You're just going to leave these poor people to their fates? 
Well, Booch is thinking we he'll, he'll come back for them, but he he wants to explore a little bit more and gather more information. He's got his mystery solving cap on. We can't do anything for these people. Nanda? We can't wake him up. We can't do anything. When I when I pushed the button, the fire came out of the palm of their hand in a in a direct Do I feel that I could direct the line of fire with this thing? In so much as you can't actually move the hand... Well, I let you move the hand of the person. You shouldn't be able to move the hand of the person, so... Okay. So, therefore, these are uh, autonomous. They're doing their own thing. I can't... I couldn't get behind it, turn it another direction, and hit the button. I mean, you could turn the entire person if you have the strength. Okay. Well, that's probably not likely. Um, (laughs) Looking at his last strength check. (laughs) I guess Irma could work one like a puppet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind you, Irma's an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so this wizard has just turned, not moved, made any movement towards uh, the wall or anything. Correct, just turned. I think I will uh, go back to the... Uh, near the pooper area of this room, the wizard room, uh, sort of off to the side, and open the door to look inside to see if I see anything on the floor while watching the wizard, uh, you know, to see what it's going to do next. Give me an investigation. Eleven. You find one of the alto posters crumpled up in the corner. Okay, I'll pick it up, and then I'm just going to watch the wizard at this point. Pam? Did you find the script? No, a poster! Pam's going to, uh... Pam's going to go to the backstage area, I think. Is that a door there, or just like a doorway? Down the hallway a little bit, it's just an opening that goes to the backstage area. So I'm going to I'm gonna duck to the backstage area and sort of look around for any more clues or pieces of paper, scripts, sort of thing. As you do that, you just see out of the corner of your eye, a hairless cat goes into the curtains. <laughs> okay. An important clue. <gasps> Maybe. Would I be that obvious? It's not the most attractive uh, cat I've ever seen. It's, it's a hairless cat. Both the witch and the wizard raise the arms that have the metal contraptions on them. And they are now in firing stance at each other. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I knew that was going to happen. I got two walls That's fine. You. Let them have at it. The hell out of you. There's going to be, like, already we've discovered that we cannot save all 200 people. We found many <laughs> skinned people, a charred mm-hmm. corpse. These two are going to mm-hmm. fight to the death. Who even knows mm-hmm. if the audience are even salvageable as far as souls? Maybe the old lady would have been missing her soul if we helped her with the rose. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Ticking continues. It's now Irma's turn. I say Irma is going to move out. Yeah. Down the hallway to uh, meet up with everyone else. So, uh, there we go. I'll move Irma up here right between Booch and Jacques in the hallway. Jacques, what are you going to (laughs) do? Nothing, I guess. (laughs) Well, there's a, there's a, it looks like there's a door at the end of this little uh, hallway that kind of runs adjacent to these dressing rooms. Yes, that door is, it looks like a, a sturdier door than the ones that are on the rooms in here. And it is barred from the inside. Oh, okay. Like same as on the other map. Yes. 
So we sorry, we already tried to open the door like this in the other room. We, we never tried, but it? she told us it was barred. Yeah. Do you want to open it? I mean, at this point, probably not, because even if it leads outside, it leads out into a weird void with goat eyes. So probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, emergency exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then way far down, there's another door all the way at the end of this hallway. There, on at the end of the hallway, there are two double doors that look the same. They're sturdier, slightly sturdier doors. They're barred from the inside. Just in from the hall, from that a little bit, are two bay doors on opposite sides of the hallway. They look like there's big sliding doors. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna head towards those then. It's like what maybe stagehands would use to move props to the stage area, kind of thing. Oh, I got you. Okay, I'll uh, I'll dash down there. Okay. Are you going to open the door, or are you just dashing down there? Uh, just dashing down there. Booch. I think I will uh, follow Pam to uh, toward the stage behind the curtains here to my left. You also see the hairless cat playing with the curtains. Okay, I'm going to walk up to it. And... Give me an animal handling, if you're going to try and pick it up. Well... I'm thinking about Do you need Cassius. a dagger? <laughs> no, no. I've yeah. got, I've got you my, want my dad? Got my cleaver. <laughs> I do have speak with animals. Go for it. I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to get anything useful from this cat. You know what? Let's give her a shot. It's the only other living thing we've seen. Yeah, I'm going to cast <laughs> yeah. speak with animals to try and communicate with this cat and see um, if it can tell me anything about what it's observed. What does the spell say? So I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts um, for a duration of 10 minutes. It's limited by their intelligence, uh, but at a minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. I might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for me um, at the GM's discretion. Okay. So I will cast that. Um, Cast that on myself. I'll say, hey, little buddy, uh, what's what's going on here? Are there any other people around or maybe some bad people around? It will look at you, walk up to you, rub its head on your leg, and you can see it's wearing a leather collar, and it will think to you, uh, seats, people in the seats. Where'd you get this little collar from? Who put that on you? It doesn't know. But the collar does say treasure chest on it. <laughs> okay. Treasure chest is supposed to have 500 more gold pieces. So cut this cat open, Boots! Get it! <laughs> I feel like we've heard treasure chests. <laughs> yeah, we. So in uh, the yeah, hidden compartment in Pavoli's desk, had 200 gold and then a little note or whatever right. saying treasure chest has 500 more in it somewhere. <gasps> Ew. <laughs> Anything else you want to ask it? Maybe if we take this back through the portal, it'll just be the treasure chest, right? <gasps> yes. Keep it, Booch. I'm going to ask it where where its home is. It doesn't understand what that means. Where's home? They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go home? Yes. Oh. Where's home? Yes. <laughs> exactly. And I will ask, I will say, do you have any friends around here? Or maybe 
some family, a mom, a dad? Uh, it doesn't. What did it say? Meow. Yeah, meow. Thank you. Um, no, it just it just kind of like looks at you blankly, like it. No, it doesn't. Well. Actually, it's complicated. You see, <laughs> my mother was a... <laughs> I'm a feral cat. I don't know where I came from. My mother was a house cat, and my dad was an alley cat, and uh, I had a chance meeting one day, one evening. <laughs> had a tough childhood, you know. We couldn't always make ends meet. Sometimes hard to get uh, fresh kit litter, kitty litter for us. Okay, well, <laughs> I think this was a bit of a bust with this cat, but I will say to Pam... Hey Pam, um, uh, this little, uh, well, not not a furry friend, I suppose, but th- this little kitty here's <laughs> collar says treasure. Oh, um, I think we need to keep him around. Treasure chest, right? Yeah, that's there's that, gold in treasure chest. That may be a clue. Can you carry the cat around, or you want me to? Well, I I think the cat seems friendly enough to me. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't mind carrying this little feller. We're just picking up friends everywhere. I'll pick up the cat if it'll let me. It will let you. It's it's happy to be held by you. It starts purring. Okay, I'll give it a little scritch behind the ears. It purrs a little louder. Curls its tail around your arm. Do you give him peanuts and cranberries? You know, Pam, I'm not sure. That peanuts are very good for cats, but maybe a couple dried cranberries couldn't hurt. Are these the peanuts and cranberries that you got from the green room on the other side of the portal? Yes. You pull them out of your pouch, and they are no longer peanuts and cranberries. They ew. are toes. Oh, frick. I just oh. pre- I said ooh preemptively because I knew. I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, these aren't the peanuts and cranberries I was hoping for. Glad I didn't take my cake. I will, I will reach in and try and pull out some of my own supply. Does that mean that uh, Booch has toes in his belly? Mm. Did he, he eat some? Peanuts and cranberries? Yeah. Well, any, and anybody that had anything. Oh, no, my baguettes. Oh, God. I don't want to. Where look are at your those. baguettes, speaking uh, of? <laughs> You're perfect. I have five baguette. of them in, in my bag. In your bag? Yeah. Okay. Are you, um, well, you don't know that Booch just pulled toes out of his No, bag, I know. I so. haven't done anything with them yet. But I'm okay. Just uh, Nanda, what are you going to do? I'm going to take my full movement and go out of the room that I'm in with the wizard, past behind him. And sort of stand in the hallway where I can sort of get a glimpse into both rooms to see these two, uh, the witch and the wizard, sort of facing off with each other. Sort of, as I walk out, understand what's going on here, and then I'm just going to watch and see how this plays out. Okay. You want to give me a... You're you're a wizard type, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Give, give me another, give me an arcana check. If you're trying to tell me something, I can always do it with advantage. <laughs> That's an 18. An 18. You could tell these are cursed items. These boxes that they have the on their hands? The gloves that they have on their hands, are, they are cursed. Interesting. I'll watch this play out. Okay. 
our wonderful heroes here. Uh, Pam, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, honestly, like, Shots what, fired. what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't do anything. They're barbed inside. We pull them off. None of us are deft enough to get these things off without seriously injuring them. Unless we legit want to cut their hands off. It's like To saw. save them. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I will. I will. Uh, and well, you know, they're, what can you even do with a cursed item? We can't do shit with a cursed item, so. I, I can cast Scorching Ray. And try to hit the glove. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the famous Scorching Ray, remover of curses. <laughs> That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. But before you go, I got a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to encourageableparty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft. Or, you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini-campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring!